0: What is up, y'all? It is the Ride of Your Life podcast back this week in the virtual studio with my co host, Ryan. What is up, sir? Not much. I think the last time I was on
1: was when you, me, and Leah got on here and did a bunch of reactions. Now I missed it last mm-hmm. week, but I survived oh, Hollywood Nights and Woo. Cedar Point and. I actually started my new job now, too. So a lot of fun stuff's been going on. Spirit Song just happened. We just wrapped that up. And oh my lord, one of my dreams, which I will go into this more in a bit, but one of my dreams was fulfilled. Not only did I get to meet Skillet, which definitely did cost me a lot more than I would normally want to pay. Not even going to lie. I got (laughs) to sit in row three which I thought was going to be awesome. Nice. But there was a family in front of us that was like, hey, we were only here for the news, boys. And we're out of here. So you guys can take our front row seats. So I went up there with my camera and got some front row, not only just a view, but uh, shots of skillet. And it was just, oh, my goodness, like, The opportunities I had to shoot some big names in Christian music was surreal. And it's the only venue that doesn't have a camera policy. So I'm still on cloud nine from that. I just (laughs) uploaded all that stuff to my computer and I've just began the editing process now. So lots of fun stuff, which gives us a lot of stuff to talk about too.
0: Yes. And we'll get to that after the intro. Hit it. (laughs) Alright, man, that is awesome. I cannot wait to see uh, those pictures once you get done editing them and um, how many did you say you had overall from the whole weekend? So like normally if
1: I'd go shoot uh like a Christian rock concert, which is typically the only genre I'm mm-hmm. ever allowed to shoot, I would shoot somewhere between three and four hundred photos, maybe five hundred mm-hmm. if there was more than three bands. But I'm very particular and selective. However, having the opportunity I did to get up that close to get big names, I went a little bit more trigger happy, and all concert photos, I walked out with 1,007 raw photos I have to go through. Bang, Gina, that's awesome. So, I mean, really, that's like, for two nights, I took about 503, 504 each, so that really isn't terrible. I mean, I know some people that walked out of concerts with, like, 5,000 photos. And I'm like, nah, fam. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you how? do that. <laughs> like, 1,000 is a lot for me. Obviously, I'm not going to, like, I, this is like a photographer thing here. This is just the way I do it. So, I will shoot on my 90D. I've got a 128 gigabyte SIM card. I think it goes, like, it's it's a gold. So, it's, like, supposed to be a little bit quicker and less laggy. Okay. And that sucker can hold dang near 2,500 raw photos, I'm pretty sure, maybe more. Anyway, once I fill that thing up, I will go home, and I will stick that SD card in the side of my Windows computer, and I will upload all the raw photos, transport them into their correct, I go by month and year in my files, put all that stuff in there, and then... Once I do that, I'll put them all in Lightroom and Lightroom will hold them all. And instead of picking and choosing like which ones I want to keep and don't keep before I edit them, I will literally throw them all in Lightroom, go left to right or right to left, for whichever side I start on. And I'll just go through the whole timeline of photos and be like instant no, instant yes, edit the Yes. Some of them, I'm like, ah, I'm on the fence about it. I'm going to edit it, see how I go. And then when I'm done, since I don't have that sharp of a screen, I'll go on my phone, and then that's when I pick it. So the whole process can be very time-consuming, but it is, oh, so worth it. Especially for, like, KB, the Newsboys, and uh, Skillet, obviously. Gray,
0: of course.
1: It's surreal. I mean, for me, being a photographer... Nice getting to finally do daytime photos with it, with the new lens too. So much
0: fun. Cool. That's awesome that you are able to do that and get such good seats, especially for skill at getting literally close to the stage. That that's awesome. dude. And um, with that being said, let's talk a little bit about spirit song, give a little recap of those nights. You were all, you were there for all three nights. Um, so let's go through all those, starting with Thursday night, the kickoff of Spirit Songs Return. Um, we, Who were the artists that night? So we started out with
1: – who did we start out with? My brain is just failing me right now.
0: Was it Ben Fuller? Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> so we started off Thursday night with Ben Fuller. He was pretty good. Nice. I think the sound guys were just a little bit just a little bit rude to Mr. Fuller because he was the opening act, and I feel like his sound would have normally been a lot better if he was a headliner. But he has a pretty good voice, has a few good songs that I recognized off of Caleb. Then we went to Kane. And I tell you what, they were pretty much the whole reason I showed up. And I know that a lot. I mean, I know some people think they're a little bit strange with their whole monochromatic boogie, (laughs) ABBA vibes that they give. But I tell you what, that was my first time seeing them. They preached the gospel with truth, with passion, with love, and they sang their hearts out. And I really, really enjoyed their set. And to be quite honest with you guys, I wish they were the headliner that night because they deserved it. Yeah. Then after that. We got the most controversial man in probably the whole Christian music mm. scene right now. It's the whole Lecrae, maybe. Lecrae, yeah. look, I I get it. I know he did tell the world and boasting and a lot of great great songs, Jesus music. The list can go on from years past, and I loved Lecrae up until church closed three. Twenty sixteen hits. And I don't want to get super political, so don't get too upset with me. But when you start putting politics above Jesus and you're really just losing your whole focus, especially in like 20, I think it was 2018, he released Let the Trap Say Amen. I did not. I listened to that whole album multiple times. I tried getting into it. I did not get anything spiritual out of that album. It felt more like political Hmm. and just... It started to be more of a sound. And I've seen Lecrae three times now. In all three times, it feels more like a gimmick than it does an actual mission. You know, I, I mean, you go up on stage and it's, oh, we still unashamed. We still unashamed. You know, because the 116 thing, that's his brand. Merge. But, you know, after seeing someone, and I'll touch on this a little bit later, but like KB... There's just so much more passion with KB, and I feel like his heart for ministry and the gospel and Jesus is actually there. You can hear it in his music. There's literally worship in his music. Lecrae, I don't know uh, that set. I was kind of disappointed with, especially you know if you're familiar with his music. And one song, go hard with Tadashi. It's literally Lord kill me if I don't preach the gospel that's how the that's how the song kicks off and now he's preaching in a very surface level worldly way where it's barely even preaching like y'all God's still there for you like that's all he'll say. and he's got this new song it's like, without God I am dirt. you know it, I just think he's kind of losing the plot a bit so instead of judging him though I think we need to be praying for him, especially for him to yeah. use his influence, For the kingdom, as he so claims. Because I know Lecrae knows his stuff. He is one of the, when it comes to knowing the Bible, he knows it better than most people in Christian music. But we just need to pray for that fire to wash over him, that he would use it for the kingdom. So yeah, sorry for the little side rant, but Lecrae was actually so bad that I walked out of his set halfway through it. And that's pretty sad because Hmm. I've seen the guy three times now and I just could not handle it another second. And at that point, my girlfriend, Leah, was just showing up to Kings Island because she was babysitting. So to be quite honest with you guys, I left Spirit Song that night a little bit early because Hmm. the next artist who is headlining Thursday night is someone that Donnie and I, oh, we love him. uh, Yeah. We love david crowder no we don't we're surprised that he was headliner if you remember our winter jam episode where we talked about it, all the previous winter jams and the current one in the history of it you would know that donnie and i are not very big fans of david crowder we like the guy in general we think his heart's in the right place we love how he loves and come as you are and you know a lot of his church songs
0: But after seeing him three
1: times, his sound is so worn out. Like, he tries to be country, Mm -hmm. but he's not. And I just, (laughs) I cannot tolerate it. He doesn't
0: know what he is.
1: (laughs) So, we left. So, that was Thursday. And uh, to be honest with you, Ben and uh, Kane is the two reasons I showed up that night. And I was very satisfied with it didn't get pictures from that night, but I was still satisfied. That was a lot of rambling. So if you're still with us, God bless you, God <laughs>
0: loves you, and we love you too. Yeah. It's only a few minutes, so we're good. Um, but Thursday or Friday night that uh, is one Kinsey and I actually went to as well. Uh, the opener. Uh, it was interesting. Um, he's not very well known, but his dad is well known. Um, <laughs> yeah. The opener for that evening was Joseph O'Brien. And um, if you know your 90s um, CCM on, music, Donnie?
1: you've that's, heard that's our other favorite band.
0: <laughs> oh, it is. It, it's our favorite band that we just wish they were headlining um, Winter Jam every year. Uh, it was new song. <laughs> Uh, but his dad sang with a new song, Michael O'Brien. Um, he sang When God Made You and The Rise My Love. He is the original singer of those songs. Which is a pretty cool flex, uh, not going to lie.
1: I mean, those are good songs.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, they need to retire from Winter Jam. But, uh, anyways, like, can we just, um, Joseph got up there. We need to have
1: Joseph and- O'Brien jam now. Like, can, that, can he be our new host? Like, nothing against Russ Lee.
0: Him and Colby James. I love Russ Lee. Those two need to host I love,
1: love, love Russ Lee individually. But like, Mm -hmm. Joseph O'Brien, he's young. No offense, Russ, if somehow you're listening to this. (laughs) But he's young. He's talented. I think he's a lot of fun. He's got a great taste in music. He even covered some Reliant K songs, which was super awesome. The dude (laughs) looks and sounds just like Charlie Puth, but he loves Jesus. It was just (laughs) <laughs> he was so good for a 30-minute set. Loved him.
0: But the interesting thing was, again, the um, soundboard people were not his best fans. And there were so many technical issues. Not not Joseph's fault. Dude did a phenomenal job with having to deal with what he did. Um, he decided to end up doing an acoustic set, which he rocked out. He did a great job with that. But there were so many technical issues. It sounded tetano a little bit because the mics were messed up. The drummer couldn't even hear the music. Couldn't even hear the clicks and all that stuff. And uh, but Joseph did a fantastic job. Great guy. Yeah,
1: and so, something funny about a good introduction. Something to him. funny about during that set is Leah and I were up there in the front because Leah was with me the next two nights right away. Obviously, because we both had tickets and she wasn't babysitting or working. And. Mm-hmm. What was so funny about it, and she was browsing his Instagram just for fun because that's what Leah loves to do. She loves to stalk everyone. Anyway, so she looks up his Instagram, looks up his stories, and this guy is going through King's Night like before the concert too with his group of, I don't know if it was his band members, um, but side note, his band members were also really good. I just want to point that out. He had a really good band for an opening act. But I don't know if it was his band members or just friends. He was going around the park, riding every single roller coaster and giving them a ranking out of ten, like six point this, eight point that. And I was like, you know, this guy might be like enthusiast. You know, I'm not saying like it's okay. You know, it's great. The most important thing is he's a Christian. But it's even better if they're a roller coaster enthusiast. And I was kind of thinking, I'm like, yo. What if we got to meet this guy and show him Right of Your Life Ministries and Christian Coasters? Mm-hmm. Fortunately, that didn't happen. We could not find that guy at his merch table. But uh Joseph O'Brien, if you're somehow listening to this, we love you. And we want to join the I podcast. Yeah, you can come join the podcast, and I would love to meet you because you seem like an awesome dude.
2: That
0: would be cool to have him on the podcast.
2: Y'all shared, message him.
0: Oh, Leah's here, by the way.
1: Yeah, Leah actually, surprise, guys. Leah's actually She'll be in here later on. She's going to join in a little bit later, but she's spectating. I am so
2: sorry to add that, y'all. I love Joseph O'Brien. I mean, he was so good. He did a cover of Fireflies, and ever since that day, I have it stuck in my head, and he sang it, like, spot on, spot on. I will message him for you guys. Donnie, you message him. Ryan, you message him. You never know. Okay, bye fun
0: fact, well, not, I don't know if he called it fun fact, but I was actually messaging him a little bit. Um, I commented on his story and sent or put like a story on there saying, um, uh, just Brian's, um, fire here tonight. He's doing a fantastic job and he sends back, thank you so much. I just had to work with what I had and, uh, it is really neat. I'll pull it up real quick, but, um, he just seems like a down-to-earth guy and just very willing to talk to his fans, which is like, it's crazy. Like, a lot of these artists will not even like your post that you have of them. But uh, the story I put out there is um, Joseph O'Brien's Killing It at Spirit uh, song tonight. And he says, thank you so much. Liked it, shared it. And then I said, awesome job, man. You did a great, uh, even with all the tech issues, he said, Thank you so much. I was stressed. It was was stressful, but you just gotta push through and do the best you can. Ha ha ha. So Joseph O'Brien is the man.
1: That is so awesome. I he did not message me back when I he, he shared my story and liked it. Because I was like this guy is covering one of my favorite bands of all time. He's like, he shares it and he goes, They're the goats. And It was so funny because something else I learned about Joseph is that he is on Goatee Records, which is Toby Mac's record label, who also (laughs) just so happened to be the record label that hosted most of the early Reliant K albums, too. So, you know, like, saying someone is on Goatee Records usually means they're pretty dang good, and they're Christian, of course. Mm -hmm. So that made me really happy to see, too. And another thing Leah and I learned is that he is off America's Got Talent. He got voted out in, I think she said the huh. third round, but he went out a little they early. But on. even the fact that he was on America's Got Talent and made it a few waves, like that's still really impressive. I love the guy. Go check out his music for sure. But I think uh, cool. I think we've I've said my piece with Joseph.
0: Yeah. There's so much we can say just with a little bit that we got to have exposure to him. It, it was awesome. did a great job. But
1: next up next is an artist that we know and love. And this time <laughs> there is no sarcasm attached whatsoever. Some more than others. We love Katie Nicole. She is the bomb.com. We We've seen her with Jeremy Camp. We talked mm-hmm. about this before in previous episodes. She is mm-hmm. one of our favorites, and we can even throw Leah in that conversation now that she we all love Katie Nicole and mm-hmm. she killed it. She killed and I just for the longest time mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of uh newer music recently. And it's not that Katie Nicole's bad at all, but I've just been listening to different stuff. Like Toby's new album, getting hyped for that, listening to Steven Stanley and some mm-hmm. of the other stuff, just trying to, you know, learn like some of the music before the concerts. And I totally yeah. forgot that she released an album last fall, which is basically her EP with a few more songs. So it was really cool to hear some new mm-hmm. songs live. I think she did one that she hasn't even released yet. So One or two, yeah. yeah she was incredible. She actually, I was kind mm-hmm. of, side note here. I know like in previous years at Spirit Song, each night was like the opening artist have 50 minutes and the headliner has however long. No F fans or butts.
0: Yeah.
1: It was a little different this year. Like, Ben Fuller had like 45 minutes, and he was the first of four Thursday. The first of four on uh, Friday was Joseph O'Brien. He only got a 30 minute set, which gave Katie Nicole like a whole hour slot. So, as much as that hyped me up, I was like, that's interesting. But anyway, Katie played dang near an hour. So, I mean, I was really impressed. Donnie has a little bit of a story <laughs> to share
0: with us. I don't know if we should tell it now or wait till our next um, reaction, which we already have our reaction to it. Yeah, I'll tell it anyways. Uh, but um, so it's between Tornwells and um, Toby Mac. We're going to get dinner, um, Kenzie and I, at the Fest House. So we're coming out. We're done. We're getting ready right to head back in the Timberwolf. Um, we look over towards Dippin' Dotson. You know, Kenzie's like, is that Katie Nicole? And I look back like, yeah, yeah, it is. We're walking towards Timberwolf and we're like, Hey, let's see if we can get a picture. And I'm like, should we get a picture? She's like, yeah, why not? Let's go ask. So I walk up to security. I do this for any celebrity that's in the park. Cause I did this with Barry Williams, uh, when he was there for the 50th, but uh, I'm like, Hey, can we get a picture with Katie Nicole? And he's like, it's all defensive. Like, no. And then, Like, okay, okay. Like, I was about to like, I don't know, jump them or something. I don't know. He thought I was going to attack them or something, but uh, I'm like, okay. Then we start walking off. Um, I kind of got a glimpse of Katie's reaction. She's like, oh, did that just happen? But, um, yeah. So, we walk off, and I look at the corner of my eye, and dude is following us. I'm like, oh, crap. Is he seriously thinking we're trying to run back and get a quick selfie with Katie or something without him seeing it. it's like it turns out they're heading back into the Timberwolf for some reason I don't know but that's funny. Katie, Katie didn't have anything she needed to do she was sitting over in the side watching the concert and it's like, I know
1: like I can't speak like You're I'm not saying I can read night. your mind but I know Katie Nicole enough from just her music and her passion for the Lord and everything that she would not at all be opposed to taking a photo with someone I think that's kind of crazy that Kings Island security was that defensive, especially with Donnie. Like Donnie is like the most the innocent most... <laughs>
0: guy I've ever met. Like he's clearly with his wife too. Like, like I'm not gonna go try to steal a kiss from Kay and Nicole. It's like my wife's with me. Right? Literally, it's like <laughs> I wouldn't either. But it's like wow. <laughs> but we rest our case. But here's the funny thing. So a friend. So on our way back, we see one of our friends from church, and they met Torn Wells. It's like, how did they get a picture of Torn Wells, but we can't get one with Kate and Nicole? Come on. Yeah. But anyways.
1: the Katie did awesome. She did awesome. <laughs> Which Spoiler alert, if you weren't paying too close of attention, the next artist was Torn Wells. And um, yeah, I mm. I've got mixed feelings about Torn Wells. He's mm. ridiculously talented, but he is. I feel like that was he American. Some of his new so music isn't quite up to that par was. with some of his old music. And the other thing I would add is as much as I love him preaching and how accurate he is, it scares the daylights out of me that he is Joel Osteen's worship leader. And that bothers me. Yeah. Like I am not about that prosperity stuff. And even if he preaches something totally oh, different, man. it just it does not taste right in my mouth. How can you possibly know God's word and work for Lakewood Church? So, you know, he did okay. I got a lot of photos of him. He, I enjoyed his good songs. I will say I think his Winter Jam set last year was miles better than that performance. There was a little too much dance in. It felt too much like a Michael Jackson show than it did a Tarnwell yes, show. Yes,
0: it did. Bruno Mars and Michael like, Jackson. Okay,
1: is. I'm just going to be blunt here. The dude looks like Tiger Woods, and he's dancing like Michael Jackson. Like I was just confused. <laughs> and
0: Sounds like Bruno Mars. If you guys
1: follow my Instagram, Ryan Subler Media, I'll be posting all this stuff, and you're going to see exactly what I mean. Once you see the purple shirt and purple hat he was wearing, he looked just like Tiger Woods, and don't tell me I'm wrong. But <laughs> great voice. We lived through it solid set. Can't say it was my favorite, can't say it was bad. It was just it was it was good.
0: I will say half the set it seemed like he was lip-syncing a lot. He was lip-syncing a lot during it's like a Britney Spears concert where she's lip-syncing and its auto-tune. Kind of, probably cuz he's out of it's breath like, you from t- dancing.
1: Like that's it's like dude stand still, not <laughs> like buddy that's what your background dancers are for. Like you don't have to you know, dance Toby Mac so ain't dancing around
2: like them. Well,
0: he can't. He's old. But now, now I know like
2: like, he danced like Michael Jackson, but he literally sounded like Bruno Mars. I, yeah. if I closed mm-hmm. my eyes, like if you blindfolded me before he came onto stage, I would have told you, "Is that Bruno Mars?" Like, cause he sounded like Bruno Mars. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is weird. <laughs> so,
1: so the basic summary mm-hmm. is, if you don't know what Tarn Wells is. He looks like Tiger Woods, he sings like Bruno Mars, and he dances like Michael Jackson. And that's just how it is.
0: <laughs> Pretty much.
1: So moving on. <laughs> you know, I I know Tony Wells has a really good natural voice. I mean obviously he was a singer for Royal yeah. Taylor beforehand. He has a lot of talent, so we're not saying the dude can't sing, but you didn't mm. fool anyone. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Mm. We know you want to take shortcuts, but you didn't fool anyone. But we're going to go to our headliner now. And that was the man, the myth, the legend, the OG of Christian music, Toby Mac from DC Talk and all of his solo music. I mean, I know he used to do rock rap and stuff, but the man still kills it live every single show. And I'll be honest, as worn down as some of those – uh, Life After Death songs already have become on Caleb, like Cornerstone and a few others. They 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 sounded really really good live, and I love his background singer Tarion. I think she's a great singer. His band diversity never fails, and I think of all the headliners I've seen this weekend, he put on the longest set, and he had a lot of. Yeah, he was be. very, very raw with his testimony it's classics. too. classics, uh, especially talking about mm-hmm. a lot of raw emotion, like what he was dealing with after his son passed away. And you know, how he, he literally admitted at the show like he gave up on God for like two weeks straight, which might not sound like a lot, but we're that. talking about. I'm not saying Toby's a saint, but we're talking about Toby Mac. Like this is one of the most passionate man's men for Jesus. Ever And gave up on God for two weeks That's how much this broke him And he was so honest about that And I loved how honest he was about his testimony Because that's when it really speaks to people the most And I think what else I loved about the whole thing And I know I say this every year Whether it be just Skillet or Spirit Song Those people in the park Even if they're not at the event They can hear every single word they're saying Especially in Action Zone Yeah they can And that's going to speak to a lot of people. And that was a really, really powerful moment of the show for me. It was way beyond his music even. Did a lot of great old and new songs. I love Toby Mac. That's my take on that set. I, I don't know how much more you can say.
0: Exactly. And something I thought of too when you said that people could hear them in the park. You could hear it coming in the park because Timberwolf is right at the gate. So people are getting the gospel coming in and out of the park. So especially with Cain, when Kenzie and I were coming in Thursday night for dinner, you could hear Cain just bringing in the gospel. They were singing Commission when we were coming in, and you could tell they were just laying it. And man, that's the thing I love Spirit Song is the fact that the gospel is presented clearly and that people are going to hear that Jesus loves them and he wants to have a relationship with them. So I hope they continue this trend of spirit song. Lord knows how long it'll be there. And um, I'm just praying it continues on or something similar to it takes its place. Who knows? Right of your life in the future. Lord willing. I don't know.
1: But that was uh, that Friday night. I will will say as hyped as I was for Saturday, which we'll talk about in just a second. That was It, that was a really good, good. day, really 2 good. Couldn't have asked mm-hmm. for a better lineup. But for moving sure. on to day three, which is Saturday, which is the day I was most excited for. We have got a killer lineup. And kicked off by another guy that Donnie, nor myself, nor Leah had ever heard of. And that was Stephen Stanley. Nope. <laughs> and... How is he? I like. I think it's just the wrong environment for him. To be honest, like I'm not saying he's not <laughs> Christian at all, but he's got a very hardcore Southern rock thing going.
0: Like, <laughs> is it like a Rat Walker or no? Nah, he's way beyond more Rat intense. Walker.
1: I'd like compare him to like Brantley Gilbert, like Jason Aldean. Some oh. of his rock stuff, like. He's got a southern rock sound. He's got a really cool smoky voice. Not saying he's a smoker, just a smoky voice. His yeah. band is really cool though, and his drummer uh from my perspective was just getting into the music so much. I actually had more fun taking photos of their drummer than I did Steven himself. Pretty good set. I don't <laughs> have anything major to complain about just not I didn't know any of his music, so maybe that would have helped me enjoy it more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But we lived through it. I think he played for like 40 minutes. He was pretty good. Wow! But then this day just takes off. <laughs> Next up, we got KB, and anyone who knows <laughs> me knows I am a huge, huge KB fan. Like I said before, unlike Lecrae, I think this guy is on fire for the Lord. He combines rap and worship in a way that no one thought would ever be possible. He left the 116 click to make more explicit Christian music. That's a bold move. He's on Sony Records and did that. He has been killing it the last couple of years, and that was actually Leah's first time ever seeing KB. And I got a teaser about this, but because before the show, she was like, "How in the world can you have rap music that glorifies Jesus? That just..." That's, it it just can't be (laughs) like, I'm not even going to accept that that's possible. I said, Oh, you just wait. And 10 minutes into his set, I keep looking over at her and she's just smiling and she's getting into the music. At one point she's (laughs) dancing with it. And I'm like, called that one. She loved KB. And I think the more she listens to KB, she'll get into a little bit of Christian rap, at least some of the good stuff. But I think KB did a killer set. I, he has never failed me, and I've seen him four times. What do you think?
0: Uh, I wasn't there. Oh, that's right. So, I forgot. Oh. Donnie wasn't even there. But <laughs> I, <wasn't there. laughs> <laughs> I did hear him in the park a little bit, and it's KB. I, I like KB, especially when I've heard him at like Winter Jam and all that. Um, I hope he's back soon yeah. to Winter Jam where I can hear him. Definitely better than what we have this all year. Right. But, uh, well, Leah, I know you're listening, yeah. and you've butted in
1: a few <laughs> times, so I'll let you butt in here. What did you think about KB?
2: Okay, guys. So if you don't know me personally, I'm a pop girl. I'm a contemporary girl. Um, Rap has not really been my thing. I find it quite annoying. It's like, okay, you can say all this gibberish like, like I'm sorry I don't know how anyone can talk let alone sing that fast but KB stepped on the stage and like I think by him sharing his personal story and his testimony and um kind of preaching a little bit it definitely changed my perspective of him as a person and a man and I could really tell um, he had this passion and this spark and this love for the Lord. And um, then he started singing and what I really, really liked about him, like what really gave me a good look on him on him to him. I don't know. I can't grammar tonight. <laughs> Is when he got to the really fast rap part of it. He'd be like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He'd slow down and he'd tell like, a quick little story. And then he'd go into the rap and instead of singing it like a blur, he would break it down and sing it slow. So everyone could hear it and everyone could understand it. And that's what I really liked about it. Because if you listen to secular world rap, they sing it so fast and with all these bad words in it, you can't understand it. But with him, I really like how he broke it down and wrapped it slow and, and, I mean, to be honest, in my opinion, I think it sounded a lot cooler that way too. So, um, very, very good impression on KB. Um, I really liked him. And as Ryan mentioned, um, I got into it, I was like pumping my arms and I really liked (laughs) worship in a mosh pit that got, Oh my gosh! If that was all floor and no seats, that's people awesome. would have went wild. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. Yeah, and yeah I would fun. know
1: a thing or two about that because I got to see KB front row in the mosh pit with no seat. I mean, yeah, no seats and just floor.
0: <laughs> it was
1: insane. And passion oh. was there. KB and passion, like holy crap. But yes, we love <laughs> that's KB. Like too hot We love KB. And then next up we have the Newsboys. Now, unfortunately, I did not get to see at any point the Newsboys with Peter Furler or Phil Joel. Still salty about that. However, that did not impede the performance. The Newsboys were very good. The Newsboys were very good. (laughs) And they just did a killer job. I think that they did a good mix of old songs, new songs. They had a lot of fun. Oh, fun fact. I almost got to rap Jesus Freak with the Newsboys. Like, holy crap.
0: You almost got to meet him, too.
1: Oh, we'll get there in a second. Yeah. I'll like I was, you was saying,
2: guys, let Ryan explain how dumb he is and how mad I was at him.
1: <laughs> we'll get there in just a second. But I got to say this first. (laughs) Michael Tate, during the set, he's like, all right, we know Toby Mac was here last night, and he left. But I need help. I need someone who knows the first rap verse of Jesus Freak to come up here and rap it with us. (laughs) And my arms were flying up. I'm like, pick me, pick me. I want to be this guy. And literally, he picked some other guy that was just a few rows behind me. And they looked at me, though. And... This guy gets up there, wraps it, and then when he's done, he's like, "This is my second time ever doing this." I'm like, "Come on, man! You couldn't let it. you've already <laughs> lived this dream. Can I fulfill this dream now?" All right, I guess. I mean, I just gotta go to more newsboy shows, but yeah. As Leah was talking about, I made a, I made a critical error this weekend. <laughs> uh, so I bought these tickets way back in February, I think. Oh no, it was a little later than that. We had. I knew Leah. I think it was early April or late March. Sometime around then, Spirit Song tickets went on sale. I said, this is the year. I'm meeting Skillet. I'm getting this done and over with. I'm tired of talking about it. I want to do it. So I get the tickets. And for the longest time in Spirit Song's history, you buy VIP, you get one artist, and that's it. And you got to pick the artist you want to get. Well, no brainer. I picked Skillet. Well, I at no point between then and the concert ever realized that the Newsboys were grouped up with that VIP ticket. So I'm, I'm, I'm like over here. I, I thought I, like I knew the Newsboys had their own VIP session, but I didn't know they were grouped together. So I'm sitting down. I'm watching KB set. It's around 530. I look to my right and I see some friends of mine who I know good and well over there for Skillet. And I know they're going to meet Skillet because they do it at every show. I just know them. And I look over there huh. and I'm like, they must have got tickets to meet the newsboys too. And Leah's like, they're grouped together, Ryan. And I'm like, no, they're not. They never did this in the past. Blah, 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 blah. So I keep, I'm up there taking photos and joining the KB as long as I can. And they all get through and all is well. And I thought that. An hour goes by, KB set's just wrapping up. So I missed, I mean, I didn't totally miss him. I was just in the back getting in line for VIP for Skillet. Leah's not a big Skillet fan, so she didn't really care. She just wanted to be up front with me. So she sat down, stayed at the seat. And what ended up happening was, I went up to my friend Matt, and I'm like, yo, did you get a ticket to meet the Newsboys too? He's like, no, it was included. And when I tell you, like, if looks could kill, I was dumbfounded. (laughs) I was just embarrassed. And in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, do I tell Leah? Do I just let her find out? I'm like, nah, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to tell her. So I texted her. I'm like, honey, don't kill me. But the newsboys were included with our VIP and we missed it. And she was like, you are so stupid, Ryan. Why do you think they would have had two <laughs> names and one VIP slot for Saturday? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things in this world I don't understand. Y'all thought
0: Scott Tots was cringy. This is cringy. So
1: I was like, oh, my gosh. I just blew an opportunity to meet Michael Tate, someone from DC Talk. And Adam Agee is a part of the band now, too. So not only would I got to meet all the newsboys, I could have met the guy from Stellar Cart. And I totally just blew it. Thank God for his forgiveness and a girlfriend who loves me just the same way Jesus does. Because I thought she was going to kill me. But she (laughs) still loves me. Thank God for that. We got over it. And I think I owe her a Newsboys VIP concert the next time they come around. And I will also say this. I still want to wrap Jesus Freak with the news, boys. And I will also also say this. I had a blast meeting Skillet. That was a dream come true. I know I've met Seth a few times, but getting to meet the rest of them, even for just a few seconds, I literally just gave John a hug, told them that they're the reason I'm a Christian. And I just felt like a million bucks after that. And (laughs) when then, obviously, the headliner was Skillet. And uh, they crushed it. It was a little bit shorter of a set. I just absolutely love Skillet. I uh, lights were a little bit intense, even for a guy who doesn't have epilepsy. And I was a little bit dumbfounded because in years past, Skillet would have like they'd have a screen in the background, and it would al- it would almost be like watching animated cartoons in the background while the rock music's going. But this year, it was just a lot of intense strobe lights. And I mean, I had concert earplugs in, but they were really loud this year. So other than that, I had a great time, got to meet them. I think my uh, colleagues here are probably falling asleep listening to me ramble. But I had a great time at the concert, taking photos of Skillet up front, as I said earlier, just a dream come true. And if that's the last time I get to see Skillet for a while or ever, At least I can say I met them. I got to see them eight times, and what a run has it been. But I think, I mean, that pretty much wraps up the whole Spirit Song experience for me. I had an absolute blast all weekend. Um, It was great just Jesus having his name be praised in the park. I know there was a lot of evangelism Mm -hmm. going on in the park, just beyond our doing even. There was a lot of ministries Mm -hmm. there, and it was great.
0: Yeah, as we bring this episode to a close, and I think we'll save our original thought of um, some trip reports for a bonus episode, or maybe even for a season finale um, next week. Which, by the way, um, next week is season one finale of the Ride of Your Life podcast. We got some exciting things for season two. We're going to do a little bit different uh, format of a show. We're so excited to reveal that to you. I'm working out a few little things with that, but um, stay tuned to next week. We're going to have some uh, trip reports from Ryan's Cedar point um, episode, or his um, Cedar point trip and uh, Hollywood nights as well. But um, I think we should close this episode out with talking about our first ever ride your life. Meetup uh, it was a great, um, great meetup there. And, Had a good turnout. Um, We're so thankful for all those who showed up and um, just participated in that. Uh, It it was fun. And we got to do Racer, got to do the red versus blue, which, um, bragging rights here, Colby and I did win on the blue side. Uh, So, yay to us. Um, And then we did Adventure Express.
1: You guys just weighed down the train. What are
0: you saying, Probably, probably, I'm not going to deny that. Then we had some help from some folks on the train as well. But... That's terrible. I'm so mean. Anyways, I know I could
1: say it to Don. No comment.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways. Uh, uh, we wrote a venture express. Good time there. Um, uh, then we had lunch at Coney Barbecue that was fun. best um, I'm sorry, I'm gonna interject here. Go for it.
1: We tried Grand Grill and Coney Barbecue is still the best food in the park, if you ask me. It's consistently good. Yeah, that's it's why we made It's pretty the fresh for the most part. And I think it's also the most efficient line to get through to. So Absolutely. It was a great it was a great choice. Good job, Donnie. I may or may not have influenced that, but I'm still going to say good job, Donnie. Just a little.
0: (laughs) Humble brag for Ryan as well. He did help because Kinsey and I haven't been to Grain and Grill yet, and that helped verify that Cunningham Barbecue was of the Lord. Um, The weather was perfect, honestly. We were on the patio. Nice breeze through there. Not bad at all. Good conversation. Good time of fellowship. Um, Then a group photo up front. so. And thank you to all those who joined us for that. And uh, we hope to do more in the future, maybe in a few other parks. Um, and uh, if you would like for us to come to a park near you, drop it in the um, show notes or in the um, question below or send us a DM and we'll consider them for future meetups. Okay. I think we do have one possibly planned for later in the year, so... Stay tuned for that. Um, It it could be a wild and crazy meetup in a fun Christian way. (laughs) So, um, yeah. uh, uh, Let's see what's going on in the world of Ride your Life Ministries. Um, We just hit 600 followers on Instagram. Thank you all so much for following us. We're actually at 610 right now. On Instagram, thank you all so much for that And thank you for your love and support We're excited for what God's got in store For Ride of Your Life Ministries In the days, weeks, months, years And all that good stuff ahead of us And we're excited to see um, Just um, the souls that will be uh, Accepting Christ as their Savior uh, Just uh, out of willingness to um, Spread the good news of Jesus Christ So, uh, Other news Again, tune in to next week We're going to have that trip report with Ryan and Leah again about Cedar Point and uh, Hollywood Nights. And it, again, is our season finale. And we will be back in August. Um, August. It will be August 7th. We're going to be moving the podcast to Monday night. So episodes will be per- premiering on Monday nights now. Which will include our new version of Monday Motivation. So check that out and we'll talk more about it next week. But um, again, you can visit us at com. Get your merch there. Which, if you still want a Spirit Song 2023 shirt, it's available till July. So July 1st, the shirt will be off the site. And we'll be getting some new designs on it I'm going to pitch in
1: here too. I still Mm -hmm. have a crap load of wristbands and we have new business cards too so if you see myself in the park whether i'm in a christian coaster shirt whatever there's a good chance i'm going to have a few of those on me or if you just message me and want to meet me at the Mm -hmm. park at some point if you're a local to king's island let me know i'd be happy to get some of this off my hands
0: yes so if you see any of us in the park um probably have some wristbands and um, cards on us, um, which on the card it gives us, gives our information how you can contact us, connect with us, and all that good stuff. Um, which, a little fun story about these wristbands that we got. Um, we were riding a Venture Express, and in the very last tunnel, it's pitch black. All of our arms were, all of our wrists were glowing. And then a quote from Larry Lines: Hey, your wristbands are glowing. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. You see, just a row of like blue wristbands glowing is it is it really neat. But um, yeah, we have a bunch of those. We'll save some for next year as well. But um, yeah, you connect Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, maybe in the near future. We're working on some stuff for that. Twitter. You can find us at Royal R O Y L Ministries. We'll try to get that up and running soon. Um, who knows TikTok in the future? I don't know. But you'll you'll be able to connect to them in many different ways here at Ride of Relief Ministries. You can visit, visit, our, visit our website, English, um, com and all that good stuff. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts as we wrap up this episode? I think I've rambled enough.
2: Keep God number one.
0: Yes.
1: That's a Christian Coasters line, but yes, that's what we believe here.
0: Absolutely. And you, too, can join the royal family that may be coming in Season 2. So, with that being said... Sorry. I said
2: I'm already a daughter of the king.
0: Amen. Join the royal, R-O-Y-L, family as well. Um. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. But uh, as we say here at the Ride of Your Life uh, podcast, we don't have an outro. We don't have an. (laughs) I wanted to do it. We're working on that. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay, (laughs) Brian, (laughs) want to sign us off? We don't have an outro. As we say here on the ride. So
1: we'll catch you guys next time. But God bless you guys.
0: Peace.
2: Ah.